Wishing for a Christmas mortgage miracle? Patriot Trading Group wants to make your wish come true. Just enter to win on Family Values Radio website, and you can enjoy your mortgage paid for all of 2020. That's right. It's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest, where if you win, you'll have all kinds of extra money the entire year for a vacation, new clothes, new giant screen TV with whole home audio, whatever else may be on your wish list, because the winner will receive their mortgage or rent payments covered for all of 2020. To enter, go to Family Values Radio. 1010.com and click on the banner. Enter once each day to increase your chances to win and look for bonus entry opportunities. That's Family Values Radio 1010.com and enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. Sponsored by Patriot Trading Group. Contest ends December 20th. See our website for details. Hey, good morning and welcome to Hump Day. Get the umbrellas out. What a morning it is absolutely been pouring rain here in the Valley of the Sun. Even Arlene came into work this morning. She's like, I couldn't even get the dogs to go out there. It was raining so hard. I haven't seen it rain that hard here in a while, but uh, we love to have it. Hey, any rain in the desert is good news. I hope everybody made it to work safely uh, because, let's face it, we've, we've said it here a lot. I love Arizona. I love it here. I love our freeways. They, I think, you know, I, I've done a lot of driving in my time, uh, taking my kids to tournaments and whatnot, and uh, I just love them. But we speed here bad. I mean, we got a problem. I mean, uh, I admit it. I put my cruise control on, and, and I'm flying down those freeways, and when it rains or anything else, bad things happen. So I hope you're all safe. Of course, I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO, Patriot Trading Group. Listen, you know what we do. The physical delivery of wealth insurance, gold and silver. You know, just in case. I know. I know. Everything's going to be fine. Just in case. Just in case what? Well, just in case, you know, the dollar no longer is the safe haven currency of the rest of the world. Just in case. The debts and the deficits that we're running are going to be running really aren't that good, you know, just in case, right? All the promises to all the pensioners uh, out there don't come to fruition, you know, just in case. You know, and I like it today, you know, the weather, car accidents, and all those things, right? That's what insurance is for, right? Just in case. Hey, just in case. It's raining outside, and the morons are still driving 85 miles an hour down the freeway. You know, that's what it's for. 800-951-0592. That's our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. And so many things to talk about. You know, the impeachment trials still going on. I have no idea. I haven't watched one second. Here's my goal. My goal in the whole uh, impeachment thing is to watch none of it, right? Read none of it, watch none of it. Uh, This is just another showing of the division that is in America today, right? I mean, that's all it is, right? You get, call out the Democrats, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know anything, but Trump's mean and blah, 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 and all, you know, hey, I don't know. Right? Did did they 
Did they want to investigate the Bidens? Yeah. I, I, you know what? I would like to know that answer, right? Let's investigate them all. Let's investigate the Clintons. Let's investigate the Bushes, right? Let's investigate them all. How about that? It won't happen. Uh, so that's going on economically, right? Uh, more worries about the trade deal not being a deal. You know, I forgot that in October we actually said we had a deal and that they were just, you know, working on a few details. But, yeah, it was going to be great and all that other stuff. Apparently, that is no longer the case. Uh, we've had a mixed bag of retail yesterday, Home Depot, uh, shocked everybody, really, you know, missed everywhere, missed on the numbers, uh, lowered guidance, caught people off guard. You know, Kohl's had a bad number. Neiman Marcus, uh, they're on the list now. Put Sears, right, which is almost done. J.C. Penney, which is almost done. Uh, throw Neiman Marcus up there. Apparently, Neiman Marcus now drawing down their credit lines to pay bills. Uh, usually, you use that stuff to buy stuff. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, hopefully uh, things will turn around. But, you know, on the other side, right, Walmart was good. Target was fantastic today. Uh, so it's kind of, right, we've kind of got the haves and the have-nots. Unfortunately for retail, too many of them are what are, are, are on the, the have-not side of the equation. Then we had that mystery meeting with Trump and Jay Powell. And what did they talk about, you know? Uh, first reports were, they, you know, oh, they're talking about the economy and unemployment. And then uh, when that didn't hold up water, the Trump administration said, oh, we're talking about negative rates, which I believe. I do believe that. I think uh, that's where we're heading, right? Wh whether we want to admit it or not, that's where it's going to go. Uh, and, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. And then, of course, after negative rates, what comes after negative rates, right? That's what I really worry about. Is that going to be right? the rubber band <laughs> snapping back and you have things uh, really get ugly? Who knows? Uh, but I also, you know, something happened, and, and it was in the Wall Street Journal this morning. I saw it yesterday after we got off the air. And I'm just wondering if maybe... This was another reason why we had a meeting between Jay Powell and, and the White House, and it has to do with the dollar, right? And we, we focus a lot here on that. Now, we got a deficit, right? We got $23 trillion. That's just what we owe federally, right? Uh, we have a central bank that has over $4 trillion, almost all of that, uh, is now treasuries, right? So, yeah, you know, you, between the two of them, right, there's $27 trillion. That doesn't count all the other, all the cities, all the states, all the cities. But it needs to be sold. Not every, you know, thankfully, at least not yet anyway. We don't have to sell all $27 trillion of it every year. But we still have to, I don't even know what we're up there, $12, $13 trillion a year, something like that. And it's only growing we're going to talk about what's happening, and is this something that was brought up at the meeting with Trump and Jay Powell? 800-951-0592. And I know it, it's hard, right, because we're distracted. And there's a certain percentage of us 
that are news people, right? When when I go home, it, you know, I've got my my clicker like everybody else, right? I'm always gonna hit, you know, the news channels and the stock channels and and pay attention uh, to what's going on out there. Uh, there's a uh, certain percentage of the people out there, you know, you were talk radio people, right? I want to be educated. I want to be informed. Uh, and, and again, uh, we talk about the options and the information that that we are receiving really is watered down, uh, slanted, right? It, it, it's we've lost. Journalism no longer really exists in in media today, right? It's either slanted to the right or slanted to the to the left, and I mean slanted, right? It, it's not, uh, you know, it's like forty five degree. I mean, this thing is slanted, right? It, it's it's nowhere near uh, what I would call middle of the road. And, and let's face it, right? Middle of the road doesn't get it done. You gotta, you gotta pick us. I don't know how that happened. It used to be most of us kind of in the middle, right? And now it seems like uh, that is no longer the case. And and you know, so we watch. You know, our stocks at an all time high. I mean, they're right near it again, right? And we're 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 sitting there. We're watching it, and and a lot of us are like, we're unsure. I mean, is it a good economy? Is it a great economy? Is it a slowing economy, right? And then, you you know, trade wars and, I don't know, Boeing airplanes and everybody gets excited if uh, Walmart and Target have good earnings and uh, nobody cares about, uh, you know, all the other retailers. I don't know. Nobody seemingly wants to talk about debts. Nobody wants to talk about the dollar, right? Nobody wants to talk about a lot of these things. So this is why I want to shed light on it. shed light on the areas nobody wants to talk about. And here's the sad part: is what happens when uh, a Democrat's in office, as an example, Barack Obama. Man, you heard these Republicans losing their mind about the debt. Now that a Republican's in office, nobody says a word about it. And see, most people don't understand why it really is important. And and that's really the, the part where I want to educate everybody because here's what's happened. You know, you think about in 2000, the deficit was $5 trillion. Today, right, it's $23 trillion. So we went, you know, 100, almost 200 years where we had a deficit of about $400 billion. Then uh, in 10 years' time, the deficit went from $400 billion to a trillion. Uh, from 1981 to today, we've gone from $1 trillion to $23 trillion, but a lot of it has been tacked on here in the last 20 years. But now something interesting is starting to happen. All of a sudden, 
little by little, the United States is being challenged. I'll take Iran as an example. I'll take Venezuela as another. Right? North Korea. Right? We can go on and on. Russia. Right? Where we have tried to use the financial system to force countries into whatever it is that we want them to do. Okay? Doesn't matter what it is. Whatever it is. And we're seeing more and more nations around the world resisting. Right now, we know that Europe is working with the Chinese to develop a system to circumvent SWIFT. And for those of you that have listened a long time, you know what SWIFT is. SWIFT is, and for those of you that haven't, I'll explain it. SWIFT is how countries buy things. It's the payment. It's like the credit card you know, when you go to the store, you go to Walmart, and you, you buy your groceries, and you pay for it with your debit card or your credit card, right? Visa and MasterCard charge a fee to the retailer for the price of that transaction. Well, SWIFT is who charges a fee to countries to do these transactions. And and so, you know, these are big dollars. Right, you know, you're talking about when we talk about, hey, is China going to buy any soybeans today? Right, when they buy them, they're going to use SWIFT to make the payments. And every single day, we have to sell this debt, all the new debt that we acquire, plus any old debt. That is now expired, right? Because we, we sell we sell debt for a time period. Three month, six month, one year, two year, five year, seven year, right? The ten year note, right, which is one that we pay attention to that one a lot because that's where uh interest rates get set, right? Mortgage rates and all those things. And so every day we have to sell this stuff. And how are these two things related? Why do, what does SWIFT have to do with selling debt? And the answer really is very simple, which is everything was great. I don't know about great, but everything was fine when the debt was much smaller as a percentage of GDP. Right, when our debt was 30 or 40% of GDP, no one cared too much. And a lot of nations wanted to hold treasuries anyway because they would use that to buy. Because, see, here's the thing. Countries don't keep money in the bank either. It's like I, And I've educated all of you, too, about like Apple and Microsoft. They don't leave money in the bank. They buy, they buy short-term treasuries. Right? That's who buys them, right? And countries buy them. You know, hey, I got to buy crude oil uh, six months from today. I've got the money right now. You know what? I'm going to buy a, a six-month note. Right? And they, they budget their money. And hopefully, right, they get paid a little interest. 
over the years, the size of these auctions started to grow. And at first, everything was fine. Now, all of a sudden, they grow seemingly every 90 days or so. Because, you know, as you know, uh, just in the last 12 months, right, the deficit's gone up $1.3 trillion. And I know they only, oh, it's 900-something billion. That's baloney. $1.3 trillion and rising every day. And every day, we have these auctions. And every day, it's the same pattern. Less foreign participation, less foreign participation, less foreign participation. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, we need repo markets. Banks need liquidity. What do they sell to the repo markets? They sell treasuries. A little bit of mortgages, but 99, uh, not 99, 90% of all repo auctions for the banks to get liquidity, they're using treasuries. What kind of treasuries? U.S. treasuries. And they, they have billions and billions and billions of dollars worth. And guess what? Nobody wants anymore. Matter of fact, in the Wall Street Journal today, they started talking about foreigners slashing their holdings of U.S. Treasuries. And the list was big. It was just about everybody. But here was the thing. In the article, they were talking about foreigners now hold less than $7 trillion worth of Treasuries. Now, you think, well, we got... 23 trillion of debt. Plus, you know, the don't forget the central bank, they got another 4 trillion, right? That's 27 trillion. So you can see the the piece of the pie that they hold keeps getting smaller. And that's a big problem. Because it lessens the demand for dollars. And we look at the dollar today and the dollar's holding in there it's 97, 98, right? Nobody wants to talk about, of course, the president wants negative rates, right? He wants the weak dollar. Trump's been telling you everybody needs to buy gold. But they are talking about demand for treasuries in the Wall Street Journal. They're saying that demand for treasuries is the lowest since the financial crisis. Excuse me? Every day I turn on the TV and they tell us how great America is. America's doing great! Why aren't people buying treasuries? I mean, we pay better than the Europeans, right? We pay better than the Japanese. But of course, most of us know, would you give anybody a 10-year note for 1.8%? Because right? you know, well, let's see. Uh, you want inflation to be two percent, but you only want to pay one point eight percent, right? The math doesn't work. And I've been telling you for years now to be your own central bank, haven't I? 
And at first, right, oh, it's just the Russians. Calm down, double. Calm down. It's just the Russians, right? They're buying gold, but we don't like them. Right? And, of course, Venezuela was using their gold, right, to, to raise money for themselves. And another reason, again, that's another great example of how powerful gold is. Right? And it's the, as Alan Greenspan called it, the currency of last resort. But now, it's not just the Russians. It's not just the Chinese. Right? It's everybody. How about Serbia? Who? Yeah, Serbia. They're the latest. Uh, they just added another nine metric tons, which isn't a, you know, a huge amount. I mean, it's only, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $34 million, you know, for nine metric tons. Give or take, I'm kind of rounding there. $34 million. But the Serbian president was talking about his gold holdings. He said that we're increasing our stockpile, which now sits at an all-time high. And to give you an example, they only had 21 metric tons before October. They bought 9 tons just in October. So you think about, I mean, almost, almost what, 33, 35% increase in their gold holdings. He said that the reason why they're buying is they need to fortify itself against the looming economic crisis. And he followed it by, we are going to continue doing that because of what we see in which, in which direction the crisis in the world is moving. What crisis is he talking about? I'll explain that when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Pro-life warriors everywhere can rejoice knowing that Planned Parenthood is on the run. Efforts like the highly successful heartbeat bill have threatened Planned Parenthood's ability to operate their abortion mills in many states. However, we shouldn't deceive ourselves into believing our fight is over. The nation's largest abortion giant won't go down without a fight. I've said for a long time that Planned Parenthood would resort to whatever deceptive, underhanded tactics they had to in order to stay in business. And I'm sorry to say they've proven me right. Pro-lifers throughout Missouri and Illinois were shocked to hear the news that Planned Parenthood was building a giant abortion facility after months of secret construction in the metro St. Louis area. They're calling it a mega-clinic, that can kill as many as 11,000 babies per year. The people of Fairview Heights, Illinois, were never given the chance to protest the killing factory being built in their own town. Planned Parenthood built the facility under the name of a shell company to make sure no one knew what they were really up to. Abortions were being offered to the facility within weeks of the building's true purpose being made public. As disgusting as this move is, 
Planned Parenthood had plenty of reason to hide their plans. They know they're out of touch with American values. If the people of that area had known what was going into their town, they would have fought it tooth and nail. The only reason Planned Parenthood is building the facility in the first place is because courageous Missouri legislators are driving them out of business on the Missouri side of the river. The abortionists are relying on the pro-choice Chicago Democrats to make infanticide an option for the people of the greater St. Louis area. There are two lessons for pro-life warriors to take from this tragic news. First, take heart in the fact that Planned Parenthood knows they can't win if they fight in the open. Second, know that we can never stop fighting until abortion becomes both illegal and unthinkable in every state. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Despite the outrageous pro-abortion stance of many liberals, the vast majority of American people value human life. More than ever, pro-life voices need to stay vigilant and be heard. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're not backing down. Please, join us in the battle for life at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Now, of course, Serbia growing a long list. You know, Poland, Hungary, Denmark, even Germany. Right? Of course, we know about China and Russia. Any any country ending in Stan, right? Seemingly all buying gold. Other countries that maybe aren't buying gold yet, repatriating it all. All of them talking about this looming crisis. And understand what the decisions are. Okay? Now, and, and, and I'll get back to SWIFT in a minute. Okay? I'm going to tie it all together. So the countries, you know, like ours, same, do the same thing, right? They, they have debt, but they collect taxes, and they have money. They don't put it in the bank. Remember that FDIC insurance, wink, wink, nod, nod, okay? It's the same with all the people with your annuities and your mutual funds. And I'm not bagging on them, okay? I'm not. Pensions, throw those in there. They're all, oh, it's guaranteed for the rest of your life. And then it's the disclaimer, right up until they don't want to pay you. Or they lose the ability to pay you, right? So that's not a guarantee at all. Right? You know, just ask the people at FedEx. So anyway, these countries, they have choices to make. Used to be the choice was pretty easy. I'm just going to buy treasuries because i got to buy stuff. You know, it's not like uh, I'm, I'm running surpluses this for a rainy day. I'm buying stuff. And I got to use dollars. I got to have them. And uh, it looks good on my balance sheet. Right? Because these countries, you know, they got to sell debt too, right? They're all debt laden fiat. And it looks good when, when they have U.S. treasuries on their books. It looks good. Well, it used to look good. And maybe they buy some euros, right? Not a lot, but a little bit of euros. Maybe I'll buy uh, uh, some yen or some pound. But now, right, they're buying what? Renembi? 
But that's not all. They're like, you know, I think I need gold. Think about how quickly this has changed. When I started working here in the early, what, 2003, countries sold gold. That's what they did. And they all did it. Right? They sold it. Because, right, we were still in this belief that central bankers knew what they were doing. And, of course, that all came crashing down and came to an end. And now everybody's buying it. So what don't they buy instead? Right. So something has to not be bought for them to buy gold. And apparently the answer now is U.S. Treasuries is what is not being bought. Even the Japanese have decided, wait a minute, right? We got to get rid of these, right? And all these, you're hearing all these stories circulating about China. Going, they're going to be first in the digital currency. Uh, they're getting away from the dollar as quickly as they can. And then, and then you start thinking about how long does the dollar have? Right? That's the question. I don't know that answer. Is it five years, ten years? I'm not sure. But I know this. I don't think it's more than ten. And, I, and I'm going to get to why in just a minute. But then you start thinking about SWIFT and all that, right? Remember now. We control SWIFT because why? Well, because everybody used dollars. The more and more countries that use less and less dollars, right? You see what I'm saying? Hey, you know what? We don't need, let's get a different system, right? That way, uh, you know, the United States doesn't have as much power because let's face it, they took their power and they squandered it. You know, we no longer are we backed by gold, right? We just print out, you know, out of thin air computer entry to make up these these uh, Federal Reserve notes, if you will. When you look at a currency's fundamentals, you look at what the government is doing. You look at the country's debt, right? You look at economic performance. You look at what the central banks are doing. Right, we're rate cutting. We call it what you want. I know they're all oh, well. We're, we're we're taking a pause here. Okay, for what? A month? Two? Before you start cutting again? When you take an analysis of the U.S. dollar, right, you quickly find that the fundamentals that could drive the green back, right, aren't that good. I mean, are the debts getting bigger or smaller? They're actually exploding, right? Look at October 2020. We're 2020 in the government size. 34% increase in one month. Budget deficits and the national currencies or the national debt hurt the currency a lot over a long period of time. If a country is spending without remorse, and by the way, this was the Lombardi report, 
reporting massive deficits and borrowing money with two hands, in the long term, it doesn't... Duh. There comes a point when the credit worth, uh, when the creditors to the country say, we want our money back. See, and this is what's happening. Right? Today it's Serbia. Right? Tomorrow it's another country. Right? The next day it's somebody else. Right? We're already on pace this year uh, to break the record for the most gold purchased ever. Last year was the second highest level ever. Right? Sending you a message. Be your own central bank. It's the best warning I can give you. See, because all of these countries, they all operate the same way. They know how the game works. And they're watching everybody else. Right? And they're doing what I'm doing. Oh, it's just Russia. Yeah, okay, you know, Venezuela, eh, you know, Iran, eh, you know. China, oh, well, well, maybe we need to pay a little attention. Wait a minute, Germany? Netherlands? Poland? Serbia? Austria? Right? The list just keeps growing and growing and growing. Now all of a sudden, the Wall Street Journal said, hey, wait a minute. We got a problem. Foreigners aren't buying the debt anymore. They're all turning in to sellers. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. How fast is it going? In the third quarter of 2008, and this is kind of we're, we're, we're in the throes of it now, right? The world's kind of woke up and went, whoa, we got a problem here, right? Banks are going to go under, right? Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns. The national debt was $10 trillion. By the third quarter of 2017, the national debt was $20 trillion. And for all practical purposes, we missed it by a couple weeks. By the third quarter of 2019, the deficit was $23 trillion. So, of course, you know, simple public school math. Well, that's $1.5 trillion a year over a two-year period. And I know that the deficit got bigger this year than the previous year, yet they're only saying $984 billion. I mean, do the math. I mean, you know. And now we're on pace. We're going to break records, right? It's, ex- it's growing even faster. Over the next, you know, take the 10-year period from third quarter 2017 to third quarter 2026, What's the number going to be? $35 trillion? $40 trillion? What do you think these foreigners are going to do? What do you think these countries are going to do? What do you think? How, many, how much debt do you think our central bank needs to buy? Right? And, and how much longer is this whole thing going to last? And this is why you put away gold. 
It's so simple. All this other stuff is just noise. I don't know. Is GDP going to be 1% in the fourth quarter? I don't know. Are China and the U.S. going to reach a trade deal? Probably not, but I don't know. You need to get prepared. Yesterday we were running, and it was quick, and I didn't get to spend a lot of time on it. We had those AU $5 Liberties, and they're at they're at $400. We had 100 of them yesterday. The last four, I got 40 of them left. Listen, I got, they got to go away. I mean, this is a huge value. I mean, the uh, before we were running uh, Indians, right, Indians at, at 400 Now you got AU $5 Liberties at, at $400. I mean, that's the same price as a as an ungraded liberty right one that's just circulated this these are au these aren't slab but these are au which is almost uncirculated just fantastic looking which is nice but again we care about price au five dollar liberties they're four hundred dollars a piece got the last 40 of them they got to go away at 800 951 zero five nine two and 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 just keep adding because you know what this is what the banks are doing it's what they're doing they're saying okay here's your choice you got the same choice they could have dollars they can leave their money in dollars right treasuries now of course they can also leave them what in euros or some other renminbi right yen right for us we, we got one choice we either leave it in dollars right we buy something right you know a house or or land whatever it may be or we lend our money out right we lend it out to to to, to the debt markets so so now what you do is you take some of that and you say, you know what? I'm going to put it in the gold. Gold's my hedge. Right? Gold's my hedge. I've got something that isn't part of that system that all the fundamentals say, listen, this isn't going to end well. I mean, it just makes sense. We're struggling now at $23 trillion. And let's face it, because it's 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 not as good as as Wall Street wants you to believe, but it's not horrible. There's no crisis yet. And yet they're not coming. They don't want any more treasuries. But here's the problem, they don't want any more, but we got to sell more. Right, not only do we got to sell the the 1.5, trillion extra dollars of debt that we're going to go into this year, then we got to sell the additional 9, 10, 11, 12 trillion that that was rolling over on top of that, and we got to do that every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year, year after year after year. And oh, by the way, we don't want to pay you for it either. <laughs> right? That's the other side. Huh. Hmm. 
Maybe I should just put it into gold instead. In all these countries that we talk about increasing their gold holdings, that's the choice that they made. That's the choice they made. Right? They could have bought treasuries. They could have bought European bonds. They, you know, I, I could say they could put it in the bank. They won't do that. Right? Instead, they're buying gold. And, I, and I'm really, I think what we're seeing happening as we as we watch all of this play out, they see all of these countries getting ready. Even the ones who maybe haven't said that we're buying gold yet. They're looking at what they're doing and they're like, wait a minute. They're not buying dollars. What are they getting ready to do? What's this crisis? I think we know what it is. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. Don't want to believe me? This was yesterday, uh, CNBC uh, reporting that China, which is heavily exposed to the U.S. dollar, Right, we knew that. But now is silently diversifying its reserves to reduce its dependence on the world's largest reserve currency. Uh, they're talking about uh, the increased need for China to decouple, that Beijing is managing its risk by diversifying its foreign exchange reserves into other currencies as well as building up, and they they use the quotes here, building up its shadow reserves. Although China still allocates a high share of its uh, reserves to the dollar, the pace of diversification into other currencies has quickened and will quicken even further as we proceed, you know, as as the countries go forward, they say the share of the dollar is now down to estimated at only 59% in falling. And, and they talked about this shadow reserve. And I think most of you know what that shadow reserve is, right? How much gold does China really have? No one really knows. They're officially buying again. We know that. Uh, but uh, they're, they're speculating that China has been buying more gold than people think. And, of course, remember, they're going to be the first with this digital currency. I wouldn't be surprised to see it backed by gold. I wonder how much interest that would entail. They say that Beijing has been reducing its holdings of U.S. Treasuries. China, which used to be the largest holder, no longer is now only the second largest holder, has been reducing its holdings over the last 14 months by the tune of $88 billion. And and I didn't know that they had done it. That's a lot. Trust me when I tell you, that is a lot, a lot of a lot of treasuries to get rid of. By the way, I just did a little quick math here. 
that would be if they put all of that into gold, which I'm not saying that's what they did, but to put that into context. China right now officially has just under 2,000 metric tons of gold. That $88 billion would double it. That put China at uh, just under 4,000 metric tons, if they had put it all into gold. Just to, just to give you some perspective here on, on how big of a number uh, that is. So this is really the thing that we're, we're watching. If China is now below 60%, the rest of the world is going to follow. You know, used to be the U.S. dollar made up 70, 75%. It's now in the low 60s. And now for the first time, a major, well, let's face it, the second largest country in the world, now says their holdings are below 60 and falling. Patriot Radio News Hour. Put those $5 libs away. You're going to be glad you did. AU5 libs, only 400 bucks. 800 951 0592. 